0: Hello and welcome to Room One Coaching. I'm Jess, your host for this evening. It is five o'clock on Thursday, May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. I am not a Star Wars person, but I can appreciate that. Um, So it's just the top of the hour here. We don't currently have anybody logged in, which is fine. I figure if we don't have attendance tonight, what I can do is um, a little review of the model, a little review of some brain biology and things like that. And then this can serve as um, one of those sort of like go-to references for people who might be wanting to start um, a self-coaching practice. Um, So maybe the best thing to do would be to go ahead and just do that. And then as people trickle on, we can shift to coaching as needed. Um, you know, there are so many different philosophies around coaching. And I think you'll notice too, if you attend my sessions and if you attend Kelly's sessions, we each have a different, um, a little bit of a different style. Um, and that's one of the things that I think is so great about this group is that you can kind of play around a little bit with different styles. But I think at the end of the day, the thing that makes coaching useful is it helps you gain awareness about where you are. It helps you gain awareness about where you want to go. And then helps you figure out a strategy to get from point A to point B. And that can look really different to different people. That can be something related to your professional development. It can be related to your marriage. It can be related to your health. Um, The way I look at women surgeons kind of broadly is that a lot of times we're getting kind of churned through the residency system, which can be quite difficult and traumatic in and of itself, and then you land on the other side of that in a job where suddenly now you have so much responsibility it kind of feels like you're caught up in a vortex or a tornado. I'm thinking of like a tornado ripping through a community and all this debris kind of swirling around within the tornado. And, and it feels like we are just kind of getting sort of tossed by life. And what these techniques can do for you, these coaching techniques is to help you go from being at the mercy of a vortex to being the calm, order, intentional, healthy, thriving force that is at peace in the center of life's storms. And why not? I mean, gee whiz, who wants to be caught up in a vortex? So anyway, we all share a human brain and our human brain is our most magnificent tool. We all have demonstrated some very high level use of the human brain because of what we have been able to learn just from surgical education and training. Um, The skills that we have mastered over thousands and thousands of reps gives us the ability to care for other human beings in a way that is excellent. And We can apply those same skills that we've developed over many reps to learn how to do surgery. We can apply them to other areas of life and you can have the same, um, I don't know if success is the right word, but the same, um, impact in other areas of your life with reps of simple things, your human brain allows you to do that. Um, Okay. I'm kind of waxing poetic right now. So let me shift gears a little bit to the model and I'll pull the whiteboard over and set up the model for you. And then, um, we can kind of go through some, um, techniques that I like to use for the model in my own life. Okay. So the model is one tool of many. It's an awareness tool, and it helps us to understand a moment in time. It helps us understand a scene. And really, if you think about it, our lives are just a string of scenes that are linked up over time. Um, And the model is a very effective tool at gaining awareness. Awareness is just the first step to being able to get yourself on a path to something different. So the model, I think people are going to start kind of logging into the call now. And um, so if I'm going to interrupt myself for a second, I'm just doing a brief model review right now. And if there's something that you would like coaching on, go ahead and raise your hand uh, or write something in the chat. And then as soon as I'm finished up with this review, we can start your coaching. But anyway, um, okay. So the model is... C stands for circumstance. Circumstances of our lives are basically data. They're the things that we're going through. Um, they're the things we're experiencing. Um, sometimes our circumstance is actually internal. So you could be experiencing something like a diagnosis or some sort of physical condition. And that is also circumstance. Um, But anyway, the bottom line is, is typically that's what your brain is trying to process in order to create a narrative around what's going on so that you feel safe. That's what our brain is doing all the time. It's processing information and trying to keep us safe. So what the circumstance will do is trigger us to have a thought. Um, And then our thoughts are not like nice they they're usually messy they usually come in a storm jumble up um very rapid and we have some people say 60 or 70,000 thoughts a day so when we're talking about the model we typically just pick one and it doesn't even matter which one you pick and then the thought creates a feeling so our feelings are experiences in the body they're sensations that come out through all those synapses from your thought, and then it goes out into the body. Information actually processes back up to the brain so you can label it happy, sad, mad, um, whatever. Um, So there's a little more processing that goes on. But in general, our feelings then act kind of as fuel for our actions. So... The thought causes the feeling and then the feeling drives the action and the action is what we're doing, how we're actually showing up, who we're being. And then our actions kind of, if we look at them in, as a sum, that creates a result and our result is whatever the, re- the reality is at that moment. So here you can see that the model is a nice awareness tool. So you can learn how to kind of dissect the different parts of any given moment. Um, Then also notice when you do this for yourself, that the result will tie back to the original thought. Um, This is really important because our thoughts are so damn powerful. Our thoughts they're so inextricably linked to our body that what we think is what we become. It's crazy. So knowing that any reality that we're currently experience, experiencing can be traced back to the thoughts we're having gives us just tremendous amount of power over our lives, um, so let me put this into action for you. And then um, if anybody has anything they want coaching on, I'm just kind of doing a little model lesson here. So if there's something you really want coaching on, please raise your hand or pop over into the chat and write it down so I can um, wrap this up and we can get to coaching. Okay. Somebody has raised her hand. So I'm going to change your name. Um,
1: hmm. Right. Okay.
0: Um, so I just renamed you to Bella and I'm going to wrap this up momentarily. So let's see, actually, maybe this is a good time to stop. And then if you have something Bella to talk about a circumstance, we can kind of hash it out in the model with a real world example. That sounds good to me. Okay. Let me bring you. Hi there hi how are you I'm good I'm good how are you I'm really well thank you I'm very tired um so I probably sound like I'm in a fog but I'm just really tired today do you ever have that happen where you just wake up and you're so effing tired that it's just hard to think
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do I ever? <laughs> yes, not to worry. Um, this is a probably an easier, this is a good example, probably thought model, but I, I'm trying to think of the, the circumstance. Um, but, uh, this will probably, this is not heavy on, on work. It's like a personal side thing. So hopefully it will. It works for much. everything.
0: So yeah.
1: So my, okay. So. All right. Well, I I guess, I think that the circumstance is my it's it's so, it's just so ridiculous. But uh, my four year old was not invited to one of the birthday parties in his classroom.
0: This is a thing. This is a thing, um, Bella. Thank you for bringing it up because these this sort of crap is happening over here in the McMichael House, the McMichael Shervinsky House. Okay, I'm glad you're bringing it up. Okay. Four-year-old not invited to party. Okay. So can you just give us a little backstory on this and kind of give the thought download about kind of what's swirling around in your head
1: about this? I know it's so many things and I don't I haven't felt this sort of like social fear in the longest time. Mm-hmm. So it's just like bringing up all these, like so many thoughts and emotions that I don't, I'm just like, I, I feel like I need a guiding light because I feel like I'm like in high school again right now. Oh man. <laughs> it's so painful. Um, but I guess so. Some of the thoughts are like, well, why wasn't he invited? Is he what's his behavior like? Why don't the other kids like why don't some of the other kids like him as much, you know, as other kids in their class? <clears throat> why are people so snobby bitches <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: when your kids are when your kids are only four? Like, shouldn't they invite everyone in the class to the party? Um, and is it my fault? Like, is is it because, like, I went to like a brunch? I like went to a brunch with like a bunch of the moms, and like I'm kind of awkward. I I mean I can be really awkward, especially because especially when work comes up, being a surgeon, it's, I don't know how to say it in a way that's funny. And like, is this my fault? Do they think I'm arrogant, or do they think I'm? You know, like, I don't know, like, not nice, or is did I do something wrong? It's all these things. Like, why are, why is my kid the one being excluded? And so we were all just at T ball, and I heard the mom's being like, okay, see you Saturday. And I'm like, fuck you guys <laughs> <laughs> to each other. And I'm just like, what? and my son's sad about it. He's only four. And, you know, it's just like painful.
0: <gasps> yeah. Okay. So this is like a, this is such a good example and there is no mundane thing because this is life. This is life. And, um, I was just saying the other day, cause my daughter's going to be 10 in a few weeks. It's like watching a national geographic episode of like animals in the Serengeti trying to eat each other. It's fierce what these yeah. kids go through. Yeah. And, uh, And then you know to add the layer of the parents on top of it, and it's just like oh, so I feel for it. Okay, brutal. It's
1: so it's it's just oh, I didn't care about this. This I had nothing. I you know now I'm like oh shit, I have to bring this like middle school stuff back into my life that I like. You know it was so removed from for
0: decades. Shoot, damn it. And and then it's like oh he's only four and this is starting now. Yes. Yes. yeah um exactly. okay so let me uh circle back what do you know about the party like do we know other facts about the party like is it no no okay i
1: know nothing about it i just know that they're the other moms from t-ball are going with their kids and we are not going <laughs>
0: yeah <Fuckers. laughs> so you guys appear to be the only ones not going
1: I have no idea. Okay, I'm sure they. I I have no idea, but I do know that. Um, I don't know. Like we, this issue of like the socialization and, and in our in this classroom, like we met with the teachers about it. They were really wonderful, and um, you know, they. I don't know. They just. I think the reality is just that the this there's a group of kids that just. Well, my sons he's a September birthday. This is all this stuff is so ridiculous. Like I, I hate how this is my life now, but Hmm. he's a September birthday. So he's like younger than all the, most of the other kids, Mm -hmm. you know, most are, um, most are between five and eight months older than him or more. And so he is a little less mature. Mm -hmm. And so I think that and it was a whole thing where we had him switch from Day clear classrooms for this this year, because um, which we which we now regret, but we had him switch classrooms because there was a child in his classroom that whose behavior was so 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 bad, and our son was so um, easily influenced by him that he it was like for months he was just coming home and doing these behaviors that were just like really saying the F word and stuff. It was just like really horrible. So I was like, we have, we were like, got to get him away from that influence. Mm -hmm. And so all of that's, and so we switched his room. So in his current freaking daycare room, these kids have all been together since they were like, you know, one or something. So he was being introduced in this group of already formed friends and um, they all get along really well and they're older than him. And so he's kind of been excluded all year and we didn't know this would happen at this age. We thought he would like easily integrate and um it that has not been the case it's been like a bit of a struggle and so we've like invited the parents over of various kids and like it's see it just always is not doesn't go as well as we would like so we have another a different on tomorrow night we're having another a little girl's parents come over and her and we'll hang out um because i think it's just the boys in this classroom the teacher so we met with the teachers and they're like they're and they just say like yep, we have a, a classroom of really rowdy boys, just really rowdy boys. So they go on about, and so I think my son is not the rowdy one. Like all the other boys are being like really rowdy and like mm. bigger and like tough. And I think they call him baby and um, he doesn't like it. <laughs> and it's just like sure. shitty, you know? I mean, right? so that's like, like... more of the backstory. So we're redshirting him and he's going to go, he's not going to go to kindergarten with him next year because of all of this, because we just feel like maybe it's, a, it's, I'm not going to say it's not him. Like, I think he is less mature than the kids in his classroom. Um, I also think it's hard to enter like the class, you know, to switch the classes like we did, which we didn't think would be an issue, but it was, it is now. And so we're going to hold him back a year. Like, and so he'll be a, like a September birthday. He'll turn six when he starts kindergarten, which we think it, we read the book outliers. I'm like all in on
0: that now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is a great story. I'm glad you provided the backstory, too, because this context is very important. And this is very illustrative of how our brains are assholes, because there's a really simple explanation here. And the simple explanation is, is that your child happens to not um, be folded into this group of rowdy boys, For the reasons you just listed, which all make perfect sense. And it really doesn't sound like it has much to do with like who he is as a human being. It's not like, um, like, like, uh, gosh, how am I trying to say this? Here's this little boy in my daughter's class. His name's Dean and Dean isn't a rowdy boy. Dean likes to hang out with my daughter. Dean does not like to hang out with these smelly farting brutes. And it doesn't mean he's like a good or a bad child. It just means he does not enjoy the company of those kids and he's never gonna be in that group. I wonder if there's something similar happening for if it's because your son's younger or because he's um, you know, because of the switch that happened or, you know, other factors mm-hmm. if if they had a friend group already made. And then I yeah, have to it's ask- kind of, yeah. No, go ahead. Would he even enjoy this party? Uh, Yeah,
1: unfortunately, when he, in his other classroom that we moved him out of, this is, I mean, it just gets, it just goes to show you never, never, parenting will always just come back to bite you in the ass. Like, in the other classroom, he was one of the rowdy boys. He and, like, four of them were, like, a little troop. And they called themselves a team best friend team and it was Aww. just like so it was so ridiculous and so um it was so sweet and I and it was so good for his self-confidence but at the same time like it probably wasn't good for other kids in the classroom who weren't on the on this troop of four boys team you know but at mm. the time I was like oh but at the time I observed it like wow this is so great he has these little best friends he like we hang out with their families on the weekend like it was great and then uh, oh, when that other kid joined the class and you know, the behavior was so bad we were like oh we got to get him out of here because it we can't have him saying the f word <laughs> and screaming shut up to our face like yeah it's how yeah you know and like but this what this other child does and he and like couldn't and we were we were like that's like just very typical so we were like let's get him out of there was it, and we tried to do it seamlessly when you know at the at the in the summer when kids switch classrooms and it just didn't so now he's on the other side of the of the fence in this room because he's not on like the rowdy boy team but he really wants to be
0: (laughs) oh okay i see then i was wrong i was assuming he just wasn't a rowdy boy so my no my younger son is just a is not a. my younger son
1: only wants to hang out with girls he's just like a sweet delicate flower but my older son is like a bull in a china shop and just wants to be around rowdy boys but i see they call him baby and don't want (laughs) to be
0: okay they oh man um so then, what's the thought that you think is like the painful thing um I mean I think watching my
1: child um I think the sense of is it watching my child me may, may, I might be inventing his suffering he might not actually be suffering I really don't I really can't tell the extent of it, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But I guess what me fearing that he is socially like being that he feels. I don't know that he feels bad about himself. I don't know. I think that's the.
0: So, yeah. It's upsetting to think that your child is hurting. Yeah. In some way. Right. Like, so if he feels bad about himself, then that's upsetting to you yeah okay so can you say that in a statement that's like a thought to sum it up um
1: <clears throat> i think um my my thought is that yeah i fear he's Is can i say that i fear he's being socially ex- isolated socially I feel like he's being hurt socially or I don't know that's not like the, there's a way to put it but I'm also tired yeah <laughs> I, feel, I feel he's being socially harmed is that the right way? isolated harmed I think I don't know
0: okay well we'll just play around with it and um so when people are doing this for themselves it's there's no rule here you just kind of play around till you get the thing that lands and it's like oh aha that's what I've been Thinking, and my guess is, is it something along the lines of I can't stand to watch my kids suffer, like, um, they're yeah, or something along the lines of I did something to cause the suffering, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like if
1: I were a cooler mom, if I were cooler, (laughs) like if I were a cooler mom, mom. he'd be accepted. Yeah, if I were a cooler mom, he'd be he'd be then I, I then like the moms would make their kids hang out with my kid (laughs) it's like so ridiculous
0: okay um so then how do you feel when you think that either one of those things
1: yeah I feel anxious and ashamed and sad and upset and all the crappy things
0: (laughs) which do you think is the thing that bubbles up as the dominant one worry Like, so it's fear. That's the anxious. Yeah. Fear. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when you feel that way, what do you do? Um, ruminate. Yes. Ladies, this is what we all do. Always. We ruminate, ruminate, ruminate. Oof. And so then when you, this is what I think is really important to do when you ruminate, Write down what it is you're ruminating about, like write down the actual sentences, because this is such good information. It gives you the foundation for how to shift your own thought. So when you ruminate, what do you say in your head?
1: Um, uh, I'm not sure. Like what? Oh, if only if. if And of course, and her name is Karen. God, if only (laughs) Karen would, (laughs) if only Karen would, not be so standoffish to me. I'm 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 making it about me, but maybe then her little kid would. Maybe she would make her kid be nice to my kid, (laughs) or if yeah, if I don't know, Um, if. I also, yeah, and, like, I'm just sad that, you know, when you have a baby and, like, a little child, you try to just, like, emphasize how beautiful and wonderful life in the world is, and so it's kind of, like, ruining that, (laughs) like, things out of my control are ruining, like, the awesomeness that we tried to, like, you know, shelter our kids from these things, which obviously cannot be done forever, but... Kind of like losing my son's losing a little bit of innocence, I, I think I don't know, maybe I'm making all this stuff up, and he like has no he's like I mean he knows he definitely knows like he he definitely feels excluded like it's very clear, his teachers agree, but yeah, yeah.
0: um, and then so this creates a result obviously that is um so basically we're doing like judgment of people uh and ourselves. Mm-hmm in our parenting. Mm-hmm.
1: And then like the way I interact with these other moms, like it do, I don't, I'm not helping it because I'm generally anxious around them and don't, you know, cause I'm like, cause I know <laughs> I feel like they're all like in cahoots. Like don't invite that, 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 that woman's child. So, you know, I feel like this
0: <laughs> is, I'm glad you said that because as human beings, we're sensory creatures and we can sense the vibe of what's going on. And if you have a gut instinct about something, it's probably right. Like we can go into a room and read the room and understand that, Ooh, like they think I'm weird or, Oh, they like, you, you can feel it. You know, it's like a sensation of a vibe. Yeah. And that influences how we act also kind of what we think and what we act. The other thing that you can do is super fun is when you're like engaging with another person, it's like, imagine what their thought bubbles are above their head. It's like, see what they're doing in their action line. They're like actually being a certain way. But then if you look at their thought bubble, you're like, huh, this person is like saying nice things to me right now, but I get this vibe that she's not thinking nice things about me right Mm -hmm. now. Do you know what I mean? it like almost has this residue of something on it. Like, like you might be picking up on some residue from these moms. Yeah. Like what might that be? What are you picking up on? Um, I think that, you know,
1: I think that these moms have probably, well, they've known each other for more years. I've only known them for one year and they've probably known each other for three years. And I feel like, I feel like some of them are like we don't need anybody else in our like social circle.
0: So like a, like, that's... like a like a residue of exclusivity exclusivity something like that. Yeah,
1: exclusionary or whatever exclusive. Yeah, yeah. whatever that word is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like I guess that's the word. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm. Okay. I think it's just important to note because all human interaction is like this. And if, whether you're practicing this with the moms at school, or you're practicing this with your team at the hospital or whatever, all human interactions like built on the same things. So learning how to kind of figure out what this residue is, is really important. The other thing that's important in my opinion is to understand what residue you're bringing to the situation. Cause you mentioned Mm -hmm. a couple of times that you described yourself as awkward and anxious. So I wonder what, like, if we were watching this on a movie screen, what would we think about the interaction? Like, what you're bringing to it? Um,
1: I think, yeah. I mean, I'm. I, I uh, some people. I mean, I'm not sure how to work on it, but I, I'm just not, I don't know why, but sometimes I'm just not that great in, in like group social settings.
0: So what <laughs> like, would this i mean, look like? Uh-huh. Like, what would you be doing or saying, or, um, like if you were a character on a, in a scene in a show, what would it look like? Would you like be standing? I'd be like the wallflower. Okay, so standing away, like, would you be, like, looking on your phone or Um, uh, drinking something? I mean, I've
1: I'm, like, working on not, I'm trying to be, like, more, like, I'm trying, I'm, like, working on it. Some people just easily walk into a crowd and have, like, social confidence and social, like, high social intelligence. And they're just like very comfortable and confident and like, Hey, how's everybody doing? You know, and just immediately talk to everyone and like, are very, remember everyone's name. You know, I, I've thought about this a lot, make other people feel really special. And I feel like I, um, forget people's names (laughs) and like, um, I'm just like, and don't know what to say. And I'm like, hi, how's it going? Great you know, like that's it. Yeah.
0: And there's, and so there's not, it's not like there's anything wrong with this and I'm not trying to, um, be critical, even if it sounds like I am, I think this is just a nice example of how we can examine what the two parties of any communication are bringing to the communication. And then if there's something that you're trying to wield influence over than recognizing that the thing that you bring is the thing that you can use to your advantage. And I think the difficulty occurs, especially for people like us that, like, frankly, half the time, it's not that I can't do it in those environments. It's I don't fucking want to, you know, I don't want to go have small talk with people who I don't really care about, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, I can, I just don't want to. So I, I would be in the corner too. Um, and yeah, so, well, I, I do so want to, reason- I just
1: I- usually, I don't have the bandwidth. I'm always usually like exhausted and I'm like, okay, think of something to say right now. And I'm like, I am completely like bereft of anything interesting or funny. I have nothing to say. Like, I'm just yeah. like, yeah. That's how I feel I, but I would I wish I did because I want to have like this connection <clears throat> social okay. connection.
0: This is so important to know though it's like, oh okay yeah. so I'm exhausted and completely depleted and I just don't have the bandwidth to interact with these people, even though I want to. Yeah but I know I've talked to you many times, so I know you are funny and engaging and like completely magnetic. I know that about you. And I'm sure you're like that with your patients. And that's where all that energy is getting spent. And then at the end of the day, you got to go to T-ball and meet up with these folks that basically didn't have to do what you did all day long. And it's like now summoning up the energy to communicate with these people.
1: A hundred percent. (laughs) Yes. Okay. yes.
0: So that's the residue
1: that comes through.
0: And you can see how that puts up like an invisible barrier between the two parties trying to communicate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, the question is, is what to do about it? If you want. um, So let's finish up this model. And then with everybody's permission, we'll do a, what I call, I changed it to intent from intentional model to strategic model. Because if this is truly important to you, and it's something that you want to change for your son, because your son, anything, ugh, let me back up. I'm getting fired up now. Suddenly I have like a burst of adrenaline. Um, (laughs) I feel like, like, what do we really want for our children? We want our children to grow up to be productive people, right? Like we want them to be functional humans. Mm -hmm. And I know I have been more concerned about, being upset about my daughter's suffering or my perception of her suffering and trying to figure out how to make things easier for her, which actually does her a disservice because mm-hmm. then mm. she is not required mm. to develop the skills that you need in an effort to be a fucking functional human being.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, And
0: what that looks like for a four-year-old is different than what it looks like for a 10-year-old and for a 45-year-old. It's all different. But the point is, is that Life is full of suffering, and while we don't love it when our kids suffer, sometimes those challenges are really, really important for them to go through in order for them to develop into the next stage,
1: and then yeah. the
0: next stage, and the next stage, so then they're not, like, playing video games in your basement when they're 32.
1: Yeah. So anyway,
0: um, the it took me a long time to learn that, though, and because, I mean most of the time I was working for my feelings. I was like so uncomfortable with her, with with what she was experiencing that I wanted to change it. So I felt better. And Mm -hmm. that's what happens when you work for an emotion. But if you work for an outcome, which would be functional, productive, human, when Mm -hmm. you're working for an outcome, the emotions take care of themselves. Yeah. That's, those are really
1: great points.
0: Um, The result here, when you're like ruminating and thinking all these things about the other people and kind of like all of that stuff we just talked about, how you're actually being during that time gives you this end result, which is there is social isolation. It is. Uh There's social isolation for you, for him, for them. You guys are all isolated. All the parties are completely isolated from each other. So the result ends up being social isolation. Okay. Gosh, Bella, I am so happy you brought this today. Um, Okay, it's so silly. It's so silly, but it's not. It is, but it's not. It's totally not silly. Like if life were a string of pearls, we would have ninety percent of them would be this stuff. Um, If my husband heard heard me heard me, he would be like, "Oh my God, let it go." Okay, so now that was the default model. So for those of you just learning the model, this is kind of what we do. It's our default programming. It's not a big deal. It's normal, normal. And we're all fried all the time. So like we can just not beat ourselves up about it and just be like, oh, okay, that's normal. All right, do we want to keep doing that? Or do we want to do something else? And if you want a different result, let's work for a different result. Which would be working yeah. for an outcome. So, what is the outcome you want?
1: Well, I think in this, like I, as I'm talking to you, I'm realizing like there's an outcome I want for my son, and there's an outcome I want for for me too. And um, to be and so for my son, I so I don't know how to. I, mean, I haven't parsed these two out. That's okay. The outcome for my son, and I, but I think they're intertwined. I want him to be um emotionally intelligent, socially confident, like I want him to feel like um yeah, I mean that's it, and yeah you want your
0: things. you want him to be like a functional <laughs> human. Yeah. like yeah a, like thriving functional human, right,
1: yeah, a like, thriving functional yeah, i mean exactly,
0: um, and it's I suspect you want social connection
1: yeah oh for me or for yeah for him yeah I wanted to both of you guys yeah I do too um I'm more so to be honest like I do want social connection but now that we've talked about this like just makes me think of my own mother and how she was so incredible and um I don't know she just had this ability like she was a child therapist by the way mm-hmm. and she just so like she spent her whole life figuring out how to make children feel better about like life so uh or about you know hardship or anything and so um she just when I was growing up like things like this she just was she just had a way of making them seem so irrelevant to the greater purpose your people's greater purpose in life you know yeah like, if she was just it, like. I know, Yeah, I know. And she would just say, and she would be like, you know what, honey, we're just not going to worry about that. We're just not, we're just not going to worry about them. She would say things like that. Like, I'm trying to remember the things she would say, but it would just be so strong and matter of fact. And it would be like, okay. Like, it would just be like, now we're done with this. And I kind of made me really strong when I was younger. Um, But, (laughs) you know,
0: I feel like our careers,
1: I've like, that's dwindled as I've aged. I'm like, not
0: as strong as I used to be. So what, how, how does that connect to the outcome that you want? Um,
1: well, I want to instill the values in my child that I believe my mom instilled in me. But for some reason, I've forgotten them. I don't know why. But, uh, residency, who knows? I'll, I'll blame residency, <laughs> like medical school residency. I feel like I had these values about like, How social interaction should go and like you know but i i kind of like i i've kind of lost my way a little bit and now i like care that what these ridiculous moms think you know i I don't know why i do it now that i'm older i used to i feel like i feel like i kind of i like had a maybe a belker or something where when i was younger i cared a lot and then like i had this like really really strong like internal sense of confidence like in social situations when i was like in my 20s and then something about residency and the way my residency alliances formed and like all this, it was like, I was always stressed in residency socially and, and uh, haven't I haven't really regained my confidence since.
0: This is a really important part of human interaction. Just exactly what you described right now is emblematic of what we all face. We it's because we're pack animals Our inherent, our primal safety is um, facilitated by being in a pack. We also have strata within these packs, like hierarchies. And that also contributes to the, you know, the order of things and the primal safety. So these things are baked into our DNA as human beings. It's not surprising that you've had this ebb and flow of these group dynamics over your life. And it's going to be the same for your son, right? Yeah, Getting a taste of what the rest of his life is going to be like. This is training. This is school. Uh Uh-huh. You know, it's like, welcome welcome to the rest of your life, son. Um, And so while on one hand, it's, you know, the way when I say it like that, it makes it sound like it's a big deal. But it doesn't have to be. It's just like... The way we interact, it's like we speak English to each other and other people, different languages. It's just like a thing that we do and it doesn't have to be a big deal, but it would be nice if everybody learns how to navigate it so that we can have primal safety.
1: Yes, I think you're, you're spot on.
0: Maybe that would be a good outcome that you and your child both have primal safety. Yeah, it's. Kind I of, also
1: think what you said before was so spot on about him. Um He is a little immature, and it might annoy the other kids. And I mean, and so he, well, it might be painful. Might probably in some needs to learn like socialization in, yeah. um, like by going through this. You know, if the kids, because even if the bitchy moms were like, "Hey, come have fun with us," like the the kids, it wouldn't resolve. His like, I don't know, difficulties, I don't think, with the kids, obviously. Exactly.
0: To... Unfortunately, yeah. these are relationships he's gotta build. Like the parents can't build them. We can try to facilitate things. We can make play dates and stuff like that and try to put two kids in a room. <clears> but at the end of the day, I mean, I've done that a thousand times. And at the end of the day, that does
1: just... <laughs> work. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like they have yeah. to figure things out. Um, anyway, so What would be, what's like a result or an outcome that lands really well for you? Cause I'm thinking you, even though there's an outcome for both of you, I don't think they're different. I think the outcome
1: is that I think better is, yeah, I want to raise, I mean, really I want to raise a, I think I said, I want to raise a confident, emotionally aware child.
0: Okay. Son is confident and emotionally aware. That's the outcome we're going to work for. I don't know how to spell mm-hmm. it. Okay, so what would you need to do? Who would you need to be? How would you need to show up in order to make that an outcome? Um.
1: I want to have some... <clears throat> well, I need to be confident in um, what my values are, I think. And then what,
0: like model your values. Yes. Yes. In so far, like, we can't make them have our values, but, but when we model something, some behavior or some kind of whatever, then that will, make it more likely that he will develop that, I think, even though we can't say for certain if they'll he'll develop it, that would make it more likely. Yeah. You model your values for him. Um okay. What else?
1: Um I think also show um I mean, remind him of. I mean, I don't know what did it uh, remind him. Like, I mean, i I mean, I myself like don't lose sight of what you know what the end game is. You know, like it's easy to kind of get trapped in these thoughts of like. Yeah. I mean, I myself just n- not get sucked into this like vortex of like, why, why aren't we going to the party?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because if you make it a big deal, it will be a big deal.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not making a big deal to him, but
0: I, you know, not, I, 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 I do
1: think that they sense it. Exactly.
0: <laughs> it, it, you're exactly right. You don't have to say anything about it, but he can pick up on your vibe. Um, So if it's a big deal in your brain, he's going to understand something, you know, something about it. What about, like, letting him figure things out on his own to an extent? I mean, obviously, we don't, like, send him to school with matches, but, like, let him kind of get some emotional bumps and bruises as he navigates this thing with these kids.
1: Yeah, I mean, that is what is happening
0: yeah and then um there's this uh guy I'm gonna have to look him up and I don't know if I can remember his name off the top of my head but he's a child I think a child psychologist and he talks about this method of problem solving with kids that is really cool it's basically learning how to talk to them in a way that Enables like cooperative problem solving because sometimes if especially if a kid's really young, they may not you know know exactly where to start, but it's gives the parent some kind of framework for how to
1: mm-hmm.
0: get the child to start coming up with ideas to solve their own problems because at the that's mm-hmm. what it is at the end of the day you want your kid to be able to solve his own problems when he's like eighteen, right mm-hmm. so we spend this whole time trying to cultivate these Functional humans, which really means people capable of solving their own problems. Um, and I would
1: love to know his name. I'm I sorry. will
0: figure it out when we're done. I will bang my head against the wall until I remember who it is. But uh, he has some YouTube videos and um, they're really, really good. So um, that that kind of activity might be kind of cool to try. With a child, and just say, you know, hey, like, I know this is really hard, what you must be going through. And, um, you know, what do you think can help? Or what do you think, la, la, la? So maybe cooperative problem solving will put in the A line. Okay, so what would you need to feel in order to do those things? Model um,
1: values. I need to feel. Um, what's the word? I mean, obviously confident, <clears throat> but I want to feel. Um, I, I want to say like transcendent, <laughs> above this nonsense. Is that the right I love color? that.
0: So I think transcendent is a great feeling, mm-hmm. right? Because it kind of removes us working for ourselves. And it's like, okay, what's the bigger picture here? What really matters here? Um, What are the tools that my son needs in order to grow and come to the next level of his own life? Um, Maybe some of that is gonna be a little bit painful for him to go through and maybe it won't be, but either way, it's really important that he goes through it. Um, Like all of that has to do with like working for what's best for your son and it removes what's best for you. Like, I'm not saying that you were trying to make it, you know, what's best for you, but like this protects you from from working for working, excuse me, protects you from working for yourself. And this was hard for me to learn. Um, Yeah, it's like hard to navigate. I'm like, wait,
1: because sometimes like, wait a second. (laughs) Do I I even care about these these dumb bitches? I know. No, I don't. I don't, but I do because I feel like if I care about them, then I will make his life better. It's like this weird, like, dynamic that I can't. I'm just starting to talk about out loud.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And who knows where it goes? Like, maybe that ends up being true. Maybe it doesn't. But for right now, um, like, that idea of being transcendent and just kind of, like... Rising above it all is, I think, a very powerful way to feel, to keep you moving towards doing the things that would get your son the result of being confident. Yeah. And emotionally, I forgot to write down the other word. Okay. So what would you need to think in order to feel transcendent? I know this is important. um, This is the important one. (laughs) Um. Our result helps us, right? Because the result always ties back to the thought.
1: I feel like we need to think like, um, I think it's a whole thing of like, we are worthy. It's like a worthiness thing. We are worthy, whether or not these people (laughs) um, invite us to the birthday party or not. (laughs) And um, we are
0: Um. I'm just going to take a stab at something um, that I'm hoping will like give like a, like almost like a vector, like a, like that thing that kind of shoots the transcendent shoots for the transcendent feeling. And let's just try this on and see how it lands for you. I'm thinking what, what really matters here is that my son becomes a confident and emotionally, what was the other word you said? Emotionally I'm say aware. I don't know. Aware. A person becomes confident and, emotion- and emotionally aware. Yeah, what really matters here is that my son becomes confident and emotionally aware. That like lifts you up above all of the, any of the business between, you know, moms and the kids and the big ba- calling you baby and all that stuff. It's like just that thought can allow you as a parent to kind of like lift yourself up out of it and see this 30,000 foot view of the whole thing. And now you can be like, okay.
1: Yeah.
0: What are we going mean, to do? That,
1: Let's get to work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and then you can start to do, like do the things with your son and in, in the A-line that we talked about.
1: Um, yeah, I think it's like a, a we are going to focus on what matters. That's. Um, yeah. Because I want things to say to him, too, you know, <laughs> when it not that at this age that makes sense. But I, I mean, just and, and, and also to my husband, like, let's focus on the things that matter.
0: Yeah. And then it like you, it opens a door, I think, to maybe like a strategy to. Okay, well, if we if this is the outcome we really want to achieve here, we can take a look at different ways in which we show up that might help us achieve this outcome. Like. Maybe. I can't even imagine the ways in which you might want to show up to achieve that outcome. It could be a range of things, anything from like, Hey, Hey boy, you're on your own, figure it out to, Oh, uh, maybe I will kind of like try to mingle with these ladies a little bit more and see if we can get some more frequency face-to-face time with these kids. Like it's, but doing that is not loaded with residue of judgment. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, Totally. I feel like I am not firing on all cylinders tonight. <laughs> this is making a huge difference for me. I hope you I'm, realize that. I hope, <laughs> I hope that's true. Um, Granola asked, is the person you mentioned Dr. Dick Schwartz? I don't think so. I think his last name's Green, but I'll Google it and I'll find it and I'll post it. Awesome. Yeah. The
1: exact- no I've been ruminating like I hope you I've been ruminating and ruminating so this is like gotten me out of it and and really helped so I I'm I'm totally sincere thank you very very very
0: much It's my pleasure and like I said these are the things that make up our lives I also want to say something out loud right now um I have been through kind of a bit of a roller coaster professionally To to the point where I actually separated from my private practice to do something different because I wanted more time and blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, what I think was really going on wasn't necessarily that my job was all that bad. Um, I quite love being a surgeon. I didn't like some of the bullshit stuff like the, you know, extra admin type things. But really, I truly, truly love being a surgeon I think the problem was, was my home life was out of fucking control and I would come home and I would have to take care of everything at home. Mm -hmm. And my bandwidth was completely just Mm flatlined and So the reason why I'm making this point is, is the little things like this, when you're having like an issue with something within the home, like whether it's with your kid or your spouse or the house itself, when the house isn't functioning well, the amount of energy that that takes away from you is so very draining And it was almost easier for me to blame the job and actually reduce the job in order to kind of like put band-aids all over the house. When what might have worked a lot better would be to be strategic about the house and get it in good working order. I hope this is making sense. What I'm saying, it's like it's totally making sense. I want for the long
1: because you know I had like two kids like right away when I was attending. And for the long time, I was like, I can't, I can no longer decipher, is it my work that's stressful or is it my 202 that's stressful? And my husband, we kept being like, I think it's actually the kids. I think it's actually the kids. And it's like, actually, it became very hard to distinguish. So I totally hear what you're saying.
0: So anyway, the point is, is that you bringing this example, I think is so illustrative of how these things impact our overall existence and working them out matters. Because if you can just be liberated from some of the load of what this one thing is causing in your life, if you can be liberated from that, you are going to be so much better off. You'll just enjoy your life in a different way. You'll have a different experience of your life. Your kid will be set on a different path. I mean, it's really important. So I just don't want to downplay working on these sorts of things, which seem mundane on the surface, but really matter.
1: Yeah, totally. You're, I I love how you said that. Like, cause I agree this stuff to be liberated from like caring about this is like everything, (laughs) you know, not caring about my child, obviously, but this, these like the silly parts of this are just like, It's, I feel like what you originally said, that primal sort of like fear and safety of like this pack that we got, that we're in now um, is like, that's why it's so gets to the core. It gets to my core. I'm like, why do I fucking care? Yeah. You know, like, and and especially because I haven't been in a pack like this in this sense, you know, for, for a long time yeah I guess residency a little bit was like a little you know a little residency but it was just me it wasn't my child and so anyway I kind of outgrew that and also was able to keep it at arm's length like in a sense and so now it's it's like fuck (laughs) it's back
0: (laughs) I know tears every day over here yep okay thank you for bringing this and that takes us to six o'clock so thank you so much and then thank you so much it's my pleasure have a good night everybody